from playing 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. Mm. It looks so good. We did it! Mm. We did it! That tastes like victory. Yeah. That wow. Like a gold medal around mm. the neck of our nation. Yes. And they were very terrible medals. Wow. Yeah. Looked like they were they made by a grade good. 9 shop class. They didn't that look good, did they? Not even a little bit. How you doing? Episode 31 of On The Board Podcast. I'm Lance Dahl. He's Corey Bukoskis and Colby McKee not with us today. Pour one out for him. Yeah. Everyone take a drink. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I missed the cue. It still tastes like victory. We're the, back. Even the cans are gold. Yeah, man, I knew. I wow. knew what we were getting. Hey, we're back, guys. Yeah, I mean, little, we, were, uh, we were here, we, but yeah, we weren't but, here. Uh, yeah, we took a couple weeks break, but we're still making some posts. But yeah. uh, now we're back in the studio. We're happy to be back. Yeah, hopefully you liked uh, Starters and our World Juniors tee-up. Uh, if you missed those, they're available wherever you get your podcasts. You can head over to our Facebook page, uh, On The Board Podcast, and find those links. But uh, we're obviously going to kick off with the news of the day as uh, we're recording on uh, the Sunday, January 5th. And that means that we just wrapped up the World Juniors. Canada winning the gold medal, a 4-3 win over Russia. Corey, initial thoughts? are you know as it was happening i don't know if this happens with everybody i feel like when i'm watching huge games or bizarre games with bizarre things happening you don't really know that they're a bizarre game until you look at it after and you're like okay right. well you know there was the the five on three two minute five on three and then there's the oh the puck hitting the the camera and then the the broken stick penalty and the whole last two and a half minutes but that was a weird one you look back oh man that was just classic canada russia just absolute mayhem yeah it really was uh for those who missed it you missed an absolute barn burner of a game uh it start to finish that thing was absolutely nuts uh it all kind of culminated like you said in the final couple minutes uh, right around 10 minutes left in the third period, Connor McMichael and Barrett Hayton both score uh, a couple minutes apart. And then Akil Thomas. Flashbacks a couple years ago to Tyler Steenbergen. Uh, this time Akil Thomas, who had played four minutes leading up into uh, his uh First goal of the tournament and fourth for Team Canada that would put them over the edge uh, in this 4-3 win over Russia. But Akil Thomas, just one of those guys that, you know, he was actually getting a lot of run throughout the tournament. Like him... Uh, with uh, Raphael Lavoie on that fourth line, we're, we're playing quite a bit, except for today, for whatever reason, Akil only had four minutes of ice time before he jumped on for uh, that late third period goal. But uh, that was a goal scorer's goal through and through. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it brought me back to, to Tyler Steenberg in a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. It was just a, a guy that, that hadn't scored in the tournament. I mean, you take these guys from their junior clubs and they're just used to scoring at will, like goals yeah. every night. And then now they're put into a role. They say it all the time, right? That's the biggest thing with Canada is that they're taking goal scorers and they got to be fourth liners that, that can p- kill penalties and are all right with four minutes, five, ten minutes a game, right? right? So that was just another classic case of it was like the Steenbergen two years ago that just late late in the game, um, he found his moment to shine and boy, did he. That yeah. Was, that right? was a sick goal. Like just to make the play at that speed that he did yeah. was nuts. Like, because, I mean, he barely corralled the puck at the blue line, basically had to chase it all the way down into the zone and then just catch up with it and have enough on his on his heels in order to pull the puck back uh, while he was falling down and chip it over. I don't know what Miftikov was doing. It would have just taken an easy poke check, but uh, 
Yeah. Hey, he let him make I mean, he tried to make play. a poke check, too, and it was Did an he? awful poke check. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a terrible It just seemed like he could have came out a little bit further, but anyway, I'm yeah. not complaining. What a game that was. Uh, so Canada winning gold uh, in the bronze medal game. It was Sweden over Finland. That was also a really good game. But um, when you look back and you kind of mentioned the, the craziness of that last few minutes in the third, and uh, there was obviously the TSN camera that's now being heralded as a Canadian heritage moment. I saw the, a photo on the Instagram or on social medias with the with the gold medal around the, <laughs> the camera's neck. So that for, is perfect. For those who didn't see, uh, it's a... Power play for Russia late in the third period, and Aiden Dudas picks up the puck along the wall, gets pressured, chips it, and uh, TSN just so happens to have a camera sitting right on top of the penalty box along the red line. Now the puck bounces off said camera, was looking like it was going to go out, and so the question comes into play, is that a penalty or isn't it? And uh, TSN's Mark Masters and James Duthie both retweeted, this possible explanation on why no penalty was called. It comes from Rule 135, Section 5. Yes, it's very specific. A player who lifts the puck from the defending zone and hits the score clock or any structural object above the ice surface causing a stoppage of play will not be assessed a penalty. So I guess from that explanation, technically the camera's above the ice surface? So I'm trying to find I guess? Like a picture. And so, but... Yeah, I understand. That makes sense. But what Ray Ferraro was saying as it was happening was that the camera is... I'm trying to find a picture because I I don't know if I want to take Ray Ferraro's word for it. That's fair. Um, He's saying the camera is out of play for that reason. It's not hanging over the ice. It's not hanging over the glass. It's inches or or feet or however, whatever the measurement would be behind the glass for that reason is that if it's hit, it's a hundred percent out of play. But I remember thinking real time, I was like, that is, it is hanging. Oh, it looked like it was hanging over. And uh, given that explanation, I don't know. Like, and so forgive me, I was watching the game. um, Not usually these kind of games I like to watch either with a very, very small crowd or by myself, because I like to hear the description of what's happening and on plays like this, I like to hear what exactly is going on. So I, if, if there's more explanation, I might have missed it. But as far as I can tell, if you look at that camera angle, because they show the, the camera angle of that camera on top of the penalty box and the puck coming towards it, and you can clearly see it's going out. But Oh, it was, yeah, it was going like, out. Very clearly was was going out of play. But I don't think, A, that play is reviewable, and B that if it was, that the refs would have access to that camera. Man, if it was reviewable, it'd be a great shot. You just yeah, take really that camera. <laughs> but I don't know that they would have access to it even. No, they do No. I think that's just I, a TSN camera. Yeah. So then um, when it comes down to that, I don't think that they would even be able to overturn it because it's one of those things that's almost impossible to call. But I guess now that I think about it more and more, the linesman immediately said it was a delay of game. Yeah, the linesman, linesman was standing up. closest said it was a delay of game. Yep, so I'm up. assuming that the camera in this rule 135 section 5 plays a part in it. So I'm going to give you this. I'm just giving okay. Lance a, the only picture I can really find. It looks like it's back. There's nothing overhanging the glass. Yeah, w- from, which makes sense. So it would have to be set back, right? 100%. And yeah, you'd be you as you're setting up the camera, there I'm guessing there'd be officials saying, "Hey, like don't <laughs> don't put it over just in case in the last two minutes of the gold medal game if it's hit it then right. it's going to be a, you know they, I'm guessing they knew people this are going to yeah 
So just but logic's sake, I, and I know it almost seems like when you're calling penalties like that, like logic doesn't always come into play. No. And like logic's sake, if it's if it's not overhanging the glass and it's hit, that puck's going out. There's no way it can curve, and mm-hmm. you know. So and that's just a huge, huge play that wasn't called because that would have put Rush on a six on three. Yeah, the Russians were still on a power play for a minute, <laughs> but the game was over. Yeah, once they, yeah, once that call was was taken back, I guess because the linesman kind of did say it was a penalty, but once it was taken back, yeah, you knew. Canada had it in the bag, and then obviously the Russians go on to uh, take two penalties of their own. And yeah, I don't know. That's wild. Like yeah. I don't know if there's if there was because uh, th- th- there had to be some kind of conversation. It's like in different ballparks where there's different overhangs. Like Tampa's the biggest biggest example of when those catwalks up in the uh, the roof of the Tropicana. Um, like some there's rules for each catwalk and things of the sort. And I'm assuming some rule would have to be in place that yep. the uh, officials were aware of when it came to the, that camera. Yep. But just to see them, because I just re- remembered that the linesman did originally call it a puck over glass, and then they decided, actually, now we're good. Yeah. But in any case, hey, Canada wins. 4-3. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. It's fine. We'll take uh, a drink to that. Eh? Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, tournament MVP, not sure if it's surprising. Alexis uh, or Alexi Lafreniere, rather, four goals, six assists, five games. That's yep. a pretty good clip. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, coming into the game with the two and a half games played less than everybody else, he was yeah. still on the running for top scoring. Um, uh, I don't know if he was very, no- like, obviously he's noticeable because he's the best player on the ice, but mm-hmm. he didn't do much today. There's the obviously the power play goals um, that Canada cashed in on, but it wasn't like he was making highlight real plays. Um, this was just really a, a team first win for Canada, um, but... Yeah, in terms of the whole tournament, he definitely deserved uh, best forward. For sure. Did it feel like Canada, like when you were watching that game, did it feel like they really had a shot? Like it felt like they were close, but it never really felt like they were in control. Yeah. It felt like they were chasing most of the game. Yeah. And it was just like, oh my, like like it was just a weird feeling because even when they went up 4-3, it was like, well, it, it just doesn't feel right. Like mm-hmm. it feels like they're still chasing, but... I guess good teams find ways to win. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I texted you even after the yeah. after Barrett Hayden scored it, uh, scored the tying goal to make it three three. I was like, yeah, the Russians are going to get it right back. <laughs> I, 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 I'll, uh, yeah, I'll uh, share with you in that in that feeling that it just never felt easy. And I think the biggest thing was that how great Joel Holfer was in the tournament up to this game. It, it was like, ah, oh, luck's going to run out. There's going to, you know. He's not a Michael DiPietro. He's not a he's not a Carter Hart. He's it just felt like Russians were gonna get stuff past him, but give him credit. He was huge in the first period. He yeah. was huge all game. Um the Russians definitely could have ran away with it after that three one goal. But uh, I think he was the biggest reason why um the Canadians won that gold. Not surprisingly, in that vein, Joel Holfer, uh best goaltender of the tournament. And best defenseman goes to Rasmus Sandin of Sweden. Uh, he had himself a tournament as well. Three goals, seven assists in seven games. Um, then they did the media all-star team, which is a very similar list. Forwards, Alexi Lafreniere, Barrett Hayton, who uh, put up 12 points in seven games. And Samuel Fagamo, who led the tournament in scoring eight goals, five assists in seven games. Uh, on the point, Rasmus Sandin and Alexander Romanov of Russia. And uh, the goaltender, Joel Holfer, once again. Um, but Holfer... As a guy who didn't get the start and wasn't a clear favorite heading into the tournament, 
to take over like he did in such a coin flip situation, that's crazy to me. Like, it's crazy in the sense that you essentially, as we thought going into the term, you have three goaltenders that are all fairly equal, and no one's really standing one above the other. Mm-hmm. Yet, Joel Hofer, in a matter of two games almost, said, fuck everybody else, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to be the starter, and that's just how it's going to be. Yeah, coming into this tournament, I, I had the feeling that this was going to be a tough one if we had shaky goaltending. Right. Um, just because of, of who we were playing at what times. And you know lo- you look at USA and Russia right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Well if you don't if you have question marks after those two games, which it's probably gonna happen because they're very high offensive score or scoring teams yeah. and they, they did score on us. So there were question marks after those first two games. Then you have Czech Republic who's they're not a powerhouse. They're an all right team. They're in their host city or their host country. Um, you know, they're gonna come at you and then it's uh, whoever Germany, Germany. Mm-hmm. So two, you know, not powerhouses. You know, no. can you really, if you throw in Joel Hofer for those two games and he does great, can you really say, oh, he's he's our guy? He can go up against Russia. He can go up against Sweden, USA after just two games against Czech Republic and uh, and Germany, right? Like, right? You know what I mean? Um, so you know, he was great in those two games, but just coming into the uh, the the championship games, the the past three that we've played here, the the final games, it it it's almost been like a, a coin flip whether he's he's gonna bring it or not. But yeah. But he was just incredible. Yeah. Like lights out. It was mm-hmm. one of the best goaltending performances from Canada that I've seen in a while. Like and it's just so funny because you put it in the perspective of a team like the the USA and Spencer Knight looked like he was out for a public skate most of the tournament. <laughs> Like, I, yeah. I have no idea what happened to him. Yeah. I have I mean, no clue. He didn't look good. No. Like, I ever. Mean, like, there was not one point when I watched Spencer Knight and was like, wow, yeah, he's yeah. he's good. He was just taken in the high first round. Yeah, right? Um, well, he's no Yaroslav Askarov, but we all know that, right? Okay, well, hold on. <sighs> Speaking of Yaroslav Askarov, what, he, he had an awful tournament, didn't he? Well, for a 17-year-old, like, yeah, he was a little jumpy, but right. I mean... But like, let's just call it what it is. Yeah, okay, okay, for seventeen or nineteen, you're in the tournament, and you had a terrible tournament. Yeah. You had a terrible tournament. That's fair. And uh, but like, it just wasn't good. No, I mean, he's definitely got some some growing pains. I think the Russians went with the right goaltender in that final. Yeah. But uh, back to Spencer Knight. I mean, you could make the the eighteen year old argument still a year away from his. his you know, he's only eighteen. Right. Um, that American team is going to be really good next year. I'm scared to see them because. They were they were powered by a lot of eighteen year olds. The mm-hmm. Zegras, Caulfield, um, yeah, no. I the mean, fact that Zegras is like playing five mate. minutes a night. Go Ducks! Just yeah, yeah. A Ducks, I believe second round pick to the Ducks. First was he a first he round? Was ninth overall. I Who think? else did they have? Uh, there was there was a crazy. few Ducks. Oh, picks that were in that tournament. I can't remember who the other ones were. There was a couple that almost that, bow grew. Oh yeah, but almost both. As you can see, he was on the flight home early. Yeah, yeah. Benoit Olivier Grew did not make the make the uh, tournament. No, for Team Canada, unfortunately. But um, uh, looking ahead to next year, you want? Yeah, look it's ahead interesting. Next? Holy, that's uh, could be fun in- to be in Red Deer. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, I guess the group of death they're going to call this mm-hmm. one. It even looks more dangerous than the one that we were in this year. Yes. Uh, in Red Deer is the second place Russians, the third place Swedes. Uh, the sixth place Americans, the seventh place Czech Republicans, the Czechians, the, the Czechs. and then the uh, the Austrians promoted from Division One A. Um, they'll be they'll be back in the tournament. That is that the year. worst way to come into the main oh. tournament. 
Like when I, I didn't look it up, but I'm gonna guess that it's been a minute since Austria has been in the main <laughs> tournament, and uh, oh, I don't think not, they're gonna last very long. Like the only Austrian I can come to mind in the NHL is Thomas Vanek. Well, then it, it might have been the last time. But you better hope that they have a lot of Thomas, Thomas yeah. Vanek's. And then, well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, in Edmonton, it's Canada, Finland, Switzerland, Slovakia, and Germany. So Finland obviously gonna be uh, be a nice rematch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finland's are going to be the Finnish are going to be looking to get back at us, and then the Swiss, you know, they're always horny to get some wins. Are they? Yeah. Uh, you remember that last yeah. year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Swiss were horny to beat the Swedes in the corners last year. They were very year. horny. Uh, Slovakia very horny and Germany. Yeah. So I mean, that group's not all that good. Let's no, just, no. Let's call what it, it is. Let's call what it is. Canada's going to finish at least second. Yeah. Like right now, they're going to finish whoever wins, second. Whoever wins Canada, Finland is going to win that. Pretty much. Um, but, um, you know, after that, you look at uh, after the, the preliminary round, if you don't finish first, you're playing either Russia, Sweden, or USA in that quarterfinal. Yeah. yeah. Even if you have home ice advantage mm-hmm. as the two, that's going to be tough. That's so the thing. They're going to need to win their pool next yeah. year. I know it's a ways and away. And then you're playing the Czechs, which isn't easy either. Probably. You're not probably playing the Czechs. You're not even guaranteed to play the Czechs right. because the parody this tournament was just insane. Oh, the Czechs could. Yeah. You never know who's going to beat who. Right. right? Yeah. Um, I think the only thing you can count on is that Sweden will win their pool because that's all they seem to do. Yeah, but they'll lose to Slovakia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I want to talk a little bit about Austria. Um you were talking about how tough it is for for a promoted team to come in. Yeah. And not only that to be playing four teams that are are very solid countries in Russia, Sweden, USA and Czechs, but it's kind of a it it sucks because I'm guessing the Austrians relied on a lot of 19-year-olds to get them back up to this division. But next year, they're all going to be 20s and not going to be able to come right. in. So these countries come in with almost a like not this it's not the same group that got them there right? Right, right and to have a small country come up to the top division um it, like i said it's usually taken really good 19 year olds um even some 18 year olds you know and all those guys are gone and now they're expected to play the best teams in the country and stay so then to counteract that would like that division 1a tournament be like capped at 18 year olds so in that way if you get in you have a run of 19s that can at least you know play yeah just because like like i mean kazakhstan's most interesting games of the tournament were in the relegation round against germany yeah that was that was their bread and butter yeah. they won a game yeah i mean the relegation round even was had a lot of parody it went to went the to the full best of three but like if you made that division one a tournament 18 and under and then that way when you go into whoever whatever team gets promoted into that 19 year, yeah. now they actually have a base of guys. Because mm-hmm. that's a good point, right? A lot of them are probably going to run out their best 19s in order to try and get promoted and they come up and it's like, okay, well, here we go. Yeah. So I think it's a six-team tournament in that in that division. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I would almost say is have a 17 t- seven-team tournament in November. And whoever wins that... Whoever wins that, that yeah. team, that same group, 19-year-olds, 18-year-olds, you have some 17-year-olds, they have a month to rest. They have, you know, it's not like they're coming into back-to-back tournaments, but now they're coming in with that momentum. We just won a huge tournament last year. Screw it. Let's go beat the Canadians. Yeah. Let's go shock the world, right? That's I'm true. I'm wondering if that could 
I think that it, that's a just, better idea than anything else. It's I've just heard. tough because I I remember the, Kaz- the the Kazakhstan team coming in last year. It was an absolute shock that they were winning any games, even against Denmark. The, yeah, you know, uh, because the Kazakhstan, you know, they're not a hockey nation. They're not Nick Antropov, dude. Come on, man. Nick Antropov, everyone's favorite Kazakhstani oh. forward. Nigel Dawes. Well, I know he was Canadian, but he's been playing over there so long. Oh, he's long. playing? Oh, he's yeah. playing there. Oh, I was yeah. going to say, wait a second. Yeah. He's from Kazakhstan? No. Um, <laughs> it's a very Kazakhstani name, yeah. Nigel Dawes. But anyway, how long have we been going on about oh, the World Juniors? Oh, long enough. Uh, um, what you need to know stuff. is that uh, Canadians won. Yeah. A little bit controversial, but I wouldn't have the World Juniors any other way. So true. By the way, if you want to try and get in on the priority ticket draw for... Uh, Edmonton and Red Deer, they're going to start drawing Thursday on the 10th. Um, so you can just look up Hockey Canada Priority Draw, and uh, every email you use is an entry. So there you go. Yeah, That's I, cool. IIHF is not paying us to say that. No, <laughs> no, I just, it's it's close. There's not many opportunities to go. That's so true. why not try and get a ticket package? They're actually pretty uh, reasonably priced. Yeah. I think it was like under 500 bucks for all of Red Deer's games. And oh, then, but then you got to stay in Red Deer. Oh well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to be in Red Deer, but that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's not and bad. Then Edmonton, well, that's, that's if if I wasn't a Canadian fan, that'd be the tournament or that'd be the pool I'm going to. Yeah, uh, the, the games are going to be a lot better. Yeah, the games will be a lot of but, fun there. Uh, the Edmonton groups, by the way, they they broke them up into eight games each uh, because there's a few more with all the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, whatever. Right. Um, but those are actually starting at under 500 bucks too for, for eight games in Edmonton. So anyway, Sorry. that's a thing. Uh, Tigers, they are, I would say, kind of back on track. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. A couple wins, uh, but they've been playing very well on home ice all season. So it's not uh, stunning. But the Calgary game was, uh, was a huge win back on Friday night as uh, Tigers were able to, uh, I guess, win their best of three set with, with, with the Calgary Hitmen over the course of a week. Yeah, you yeah you were at the game. Um, did you get to watch much of it? Mm. You're working. Uh more so than normal, but not yeah. a ton. I put uh, playoff hockey feel question mark in it in terms of the you know playing them three straight nights. Right. Um, it kind of mimics a, a three game series. Well, I guess three straight games over the course of a week. Yeah. Technically, yeah. Um, but I don't know if Friday really had a. I just Calgary didn't bring it. And it kind of just seemed like we stomped them a little bit. Yeah, Calgary forgot Friday. to get off the bus. Yeah, and in fairness, they played last Saturday, Monday, Wednesday against us, Friday against us, and then they had to play Saturday and yesterday. Or sorry, yesterday and today. Right. That's a lot of games in not very many days. Nope. Um, so, you know. But I don't really feel just bad tired. for you. No, no. I mean, it's like... Why would you feel bad for the Hitman? Well, yeah, but it, 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 but it's just one of those things where it's like the schedule's just getting really busy for everybody. That's and that's what I mean. junior hockey is, is. is you're playing a lot of back-to-backs. But uh, yeah, no, we, uh, on the flip side, we did what we had to do this weekend. Um, yep. I don't think the guys were really happy with the the effort on Saturday against Seattle. No. Um, they're a little bit upset. Seattle, obviously... You know, still a WHL team, but they're not where they want to be. They're kind of on the outside looking in on that West Division. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Tigers did what they had to do. Like I said, they, they outscored them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. I, I think that's what the thing, do. though, with the American teams, though, is that, like, they're all pretty good. Yeah, like, not, yeah. like, the American division for a while now has been pretty damn solid. There's always, like, two, sometimes even three teams that can beat anybody. Yeah. any given night and I'm not saying that's exactly what Seattle was um, it, it, like you said there's just more concerning that 
I mean, here we go. Another five goals allowed. Like, it's just, it can't happen. Yeah. I mean, scoring eight is wonderful. And at this point, like we were talking before we jumped on, well, they won. And that's, at this point, what matters. Yeah. Like, getting getting points and, and trying to close and create a gap in the Central Division is what's important. But it, it's a little, again, just not great to follow up what was a stellar effort Friday against the Hitmen to come in Saturday and give up five to a Seattle team that's probably trying to find their way into next year. I don't know. Yeah. Is, that, is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, they got some 18-year-olds, yeah. Henrik Urbinski being one of them. Yeah, um, he scored. Hey. <laughs> um, I do like our resiliency, though. I don't know if you saw the highlights or, or watched any of the game last night. Mm. Um, so Kemp went down. No call. Uh, fans are going nuts. Right. So the player, so he was cross-checked down into the boards. He seemed Good. fine. Another player comes in. This is away from the puck. Shoves him again. And then he's down. I thought he was concussed. He's he's down for minutes. Mickey had to come out and get him. And and he was went to the locker room. Um, this was 4-3 for Seattle at this point. Somewhere through the second. Right. Um, yeah. Tigers, they use it as momentum. Ploof scores. So I think they gave it to Svikovsky because he tipped it. But huge goal to tie it up. Kemp comes back. I think it was his first or his second shift. Boom, 5-4. He scores. Yeah. And he's chirping the Thunderbirds. Of course he is. Oh, my God. I loved it. Of course But anyway, <laughs> you know, they were down. Things weren't going right. But then they used uh, the momentum shift of, uh, of Kemp going down for a little bit. That's probably not the best momentum shift to use, no. but they used it. And uh, um, they didn't look back. I think, and for as much as I seemingly am ripping on the team for giving up just almost touchdowns worth of goals lately. Um, they they are finding ways to win. And like like I was saying, like good teams just find ways to win. And so that's that's a plus side. And Brett Kemp, uh, so kind of wrapping up that thought, he was first star from yeah. Saturday night's game, which is, um, I, I guess, not overly surprising considering the effort he put in. And, yeah, he and, was flying all night. And James Hamlin just keeps doing James Hamlin things. Well, he is James Hamlin. Like, are we fully grasping what Jimmy's up to this season? He's on a mission, man. I don't know what the mission is, but it's <sighs> it's something. I don't know what the end goal is, but it's something. I don't, and I know there's a lot of depth on this team, like scoring-wise, up yeah. front especially. And I guess I, I don't even need to say that. The back end's been scoring a lot. Um, but I don't know that I've ever really seen in recent memory one guy on the Tigers put the team on his back every single night. Like Hamlin's been doing. I wasn't here, but maybe Rass? Rass, maybe? With yeah. The 50, with the 50 goals a little bit? Yeah, like, I mean, goal scoring-wise, Rassel for sure right. would be in there. But in terms of but like all Hamlin, three zones, every... Ham, Hamlin's a guy that just takes over the game. Yeah. Like, James has got to the point where when he's on the ice, he's creating something every single shift, and everyone in the rank, everyone on the opposing team's bench, and everyone on the Tigers' bench knows it. Yeah. Well, last night... uh it was uh, I, Seattle made it three two, and you know it was some kind of bush league goal. I think they're all bush league anyway. But then <laughs> James literally off the face off is like, no no no, we're gonna tie this game back up. Right? It's it's wild. Yeah. Like just watching him night after night. Like I think we may be I taking for granted a little bit just how dominant he is in this league. Yeah, and I think. 
hundred percent he's in the MVP hundred uh, percent talk. I don't know if he. Well, we'll see. We still have a second half, but it's tough when he has the second line, the third line, the fourth line, the defense that he does mm-hmm. to make the case. Because you know, like the MVP is usually the the guy that's taken over and doesn't have the m- much support, right? Right. Um, I think Adam Beckman in Spokane is. Very good. Is, I think he's the front runner for the MVP. That's yep. what I've been hearing. But I think Jimmy's right there with him. He and, has uh, to be. Yeah. He's, like if you watch one Tigers game this year, you'll notice Hamlin half the game, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Like there's just some guys that just find ways to take over. And Hamlin's just literal dominance of, of the league right now is, is crazy. And uh, also on that thought, 100 goals now for him in his career, which yeah. is kind of cool. So a little uh, hat tip to uh, to Jimmy for 100 goals. That's always neat. How many goals did you score in the WHL, Corey? Um, well, there's the, the weekend in Tri-Cities. So. Right, yeah, yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah, well, you also went out to the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, mm-hmm. Carry yeah. the four. Um, zero. Yep, still I didn't zero. have any. No, nope, me neither. I didn't have any. Me neither, but um, he has two zeros and a one in front of it. Uh, hey, math. <laughs> math. Anyway. Um, WHL stuff? Yeah. Because there's other wanna, news and notes? So there's one story I want, I want your opinion on. I'm going to quickly run through some things. Um, Beck Warm to Edmonton. Edmonton's got their goalie, um, right. brother of Will Warm, who spent most of his career in Edmonton, but he is now in Victoria. Um, so Edmonton's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, Did they win today, by the way? Edmonton? They were playing the Blades, I saw. I don't know. Was Last I saw was 4-3. 4. Edmonton. Yeah, probably but won. Beck gave up three in the second, and apparently Oof. the momentum was on Saskatoon's side. Anyway, I'll... You, you go on. that. All right. Uh, PA has a goalie. They grabbed, I uh, forget his first name, but Karki from uh, from Everett. He was interesting because he is an American. He is... Um, he looked like a guy that was probably going the college route, and then I guess Everett probably pitched to him like, hey, you're going to be alongside Dustin Wolf, and we're probably going to win a championship. Yep. Why don't you come here? So I bet you... He went there. I think he's 18 or 19, like a late WHLer. Uh, but now he's traded to Prince Albert. Um, See if know. it works. Yeah. Prince uh, Albert's sliding. Yeah, but I think, I don't know if Boston Belois was your guy to win a championship. Definitely was not. So, no offense, Boston. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's a good goalie. Uh, maybe him and Karki can do some kind of tandem thing. One of them's going to eventually take the take the role in the playoffs. Um right. Trade deadline is on Friday. That'll make some things interesting. Um, last trade I want to get into is the Calgary trade with Tri-City. Mm-hmm. Um, so James Malm, a couple picks go to Tri-City. Right. And Kyle Olson, um, a little 20 for 20 swap. Kyle Olson comes to uh, to Calgary. So first, Malm does not report. Did you see this? I heard about this. Yeah, I James Malm heard much. does not report to Tri-City. So I want to know what your thought is on teenagers not reporting when a team trades for him. So there's two kind of sides. I want to know what your your opinion is. Either you're yeah. with the player, like, hey, they're just kids. They just want to play close to home. But also, on the flip side, there's, you know, this is a, a business and, and teams are trading for players. Um, they want you. They're giving up um, good players to, to get you, right? Right. right. Um, and he's 20 years old. You know, he's, he's, he's a what What are your thoughts on James Malm? being suspended by the WHL and not reporting to the Tri-City Americans. It's interesting because most of the time I would feel guys that don't report are ones that, you know, 
for lack of a better word, might not have a wide scope or a long view in the game of hockey. Like they might not just have, they might not even just see a career panning out. In terms of let me play my WHL, get my years of scholarship, yeah. and then, and then working. that'll be that. And yeah. then, and Which there's nothing fair. wrong with that. That's uh, that's probably. You know, 90% of the WHL players 100%. right now is they're just looking to get their scholarship and then... Go to school. Yeah. Why not? Um, but he's been a pretty good player. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I would... And I don't know this for sure, but I would assume that mom has been invited to camps before in the pro level. Yeah. I would guess that he's been in front of pro scouts' eyes once or twice. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a guy that that can play... And so when you consider what this could mean long term, it's like this isn't going to bode well if you want to make the next jump. Mm -hmm. Because as we both know, and I'm sure everyone knows, and it's not really a surprise, hockey community is super small, right? Mm -hmm. It's like everyone kind of hears everything and so goes life. But with James' mom not reporting, it just doesn't look good. Like if he was just to not see a future in hockey... Say, you know what? I'll take my years of school. I'll go do something good with that, and, and that'll be that. Then I would understand. But I don't think that's the case. Because I think he does see a future in hockey, I would assume, considering the player he is. Like, he's good. Yeah. Well, I'd be interested to see what his thinking is. And I don't think we'll ever I'll, we'll hear it, because Tri-City said he's not reporting. Neither team are, is going to comment further. Right. That's it. That's what they said in their press release. And it's you see a lot of... A lot of guys just want to go home, which is 100% fair. You're still a teenager. You're still a young guy. You want to play in front of mom and dad for like probably the last time. I bet you WHL, you know, kids start going to college and, and, and maybe even the ECHL, AHL, or maybe even the NHL, right? Right. Um, You start to lose the ability to be able to play in front of mom and dad consistently every night. So, you know, Longo and Prezuzo going back to Vancouver, um, that makes sense because they're back back home, right? Yep. Those types of things. Connor McDonald going to Kelowna because he's from BC. That makes sense. But he, I think, do you have his Elite Prospects page up? Uh, I got a hockey DB up. Okay, where is he from? He's from Langley, BC. He's from Langley, BC. So he played for the Giants last year, he demanded did. out, got traded to Calgary, yep. and now he's traded to Tri-City. So I don't think it's a home thing. No, it's Because he wouldn't not. have demanded out of Vancouver. He wants to play where he can win. That's probably it. That's what I think. Tri City. Tri City's garbage. I think is eight. They're yeah. And they're not good. They they're they're points. in that wild card. I think they're fighting with Seattle. So I think that's it. So <laughs> yeah, they are. But I don't like that reasoning for not me showing neither. up. Nope, me neither. Because Tri City just gave up a longtime Tri City American in Kyle Olson, who's been there for his whole career. They just cut ties with their captain. Yeah. To get you. Yeah. Yeah, but I. It, and it's you can very be, I understand you can be as, as as selfish as you want, but like, mm-hmm. oh, that, yeah, sorry. But it's like if you're if on Tri Cities and they're moving Olson, what they see is they're like, okay, well, we're probably not going to make a much of a run. And there's this guy on our team that's been here through it all. His his WHL career is almost coming to an end. Let's try and get him into a situation where he can have a little bit more success. Yep. And in and that's what and Calgary's like. Well, we got to give you a 20 back. So but just I don't take think James' a, mom. I don't think it's a throw-in. James' mom is almost a point-per-game player, though, right? I think Tri-City is like, let's make a small downgrade. 
we still have a team that could go into to the playoffs, maybe make, you know, whether it's the second or first wild card. Mm-hmm. You never know in the playoffs. I don't think that it's 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 not a throw in and it's not a down or it's not even a downgrade. But if I were James Mom, that's what it would feel like. Yeah. I'd With be the, pissed. The sixth or the second and the fourth. Yeah. Um added to it. That's like I would I would be pissed if I was yeah. James Mom that I'm in a spot in Calgary where, you know, we ran through it last year with the playoffs, like got into Calgary from Vancouver, joined the crew. We made a bit of a run. Clearly, I think Calgary is pretty high on themselves and the Hitmen are pretty confident that they're, they're going to be able to make a run. Mm-hmm. And then you're all of a sudden not a part of it in your last season. You know what I mean? Like there's probably a bit of blindside with it and a bit of just being pissed off that like, okay, well, what did I do? To get moved. Yeah, that's Like, fair. why didn't you need me? Yeah. Which and is I, interesting. And I can't imagine what it's like to be a 20-year-old in the WHL because there's only three spots for you. Uh-huh. If one's coming in, one he is going out. Um, and so they've had their 20 set since training camp. Once Castellet came back, they had Krebs and it was Mom, the three of them. Yeah. So they've had it for the first half of the season. Um, they've been the 20s and now... It's couple, funny what couple. you say about being home, though. It is important to note Kyle Olson from Calgary. Yes, and I want. So, are we done with? Yeah, well, that's enough. Of that. Yeah, we gave both sides. You guys at home, you decide. Um, James, Mom, should you, he grow up or should he be mad? <laughs> hey, well, that's um, just it's yeah. what it is. But uh, interesting is that uh, I heard a rumor that maybe Calgary made this move to try and lure Kyle's brother, who is currently at Minnesota Duluth. He's an 18 year old, in hopes that they would. Um, lure him off the NCAA path and then in, into the uh, the Calgary Hitman organization. Now this would be for next season. No, why not? This this would be this wouldn't be for like now, would it? I think you could. I think I think they're allowed to leave whenever they want. See that part I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not smart enough to to understand how that would work. At the very least it'd be cuz he would have to be released from the school, right? Yeah, but if you just don't play, yeah. Cuz I'm assuming there's some kind of an agreement that comes in when you sign because there's probably scholarships involved and stuff like that, and I I, I don't know the the intricacies of it, right? Well, but Kyle, it sounds like it could be a thing. Kyle Olson is only is 20 though, so yeah. if it's gonna work, it's gonna work now, or else Kyle's gonna be gone next year, right? So, but that, that's that's why I don't really understand because it's like I just assumed that that's not a thing because I don't think we've ever seen it. I don't know that we've ever seen a player from NCAA move midway through, at least not in the WHL. Yeah, it's happened. I'm trying to think of a example. Well, you keep thinking about that I'll example. I'll think of it. We'll try and loop back to that later. Yeah, you can. Uh, where are we going now? Who's this? Uh, you, you have you have notes about a Porter Junior. Oh, so he was. Because um, I think that's another dude who didn't report. Is that true? So he played for the Rockets last year, then got traded to Moose Jaw. Um, in the off season. And he didn't go to Moose Jaw. But then Moose Jaw just traded his rights to Spokane. And now oh. I think he's going to Spokane for that their playoff run. He's More a back, players are doing he's that, He's a goalie. Eh? What? Just holding out. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Isn't it kind of wild that we're at the point that junior hockey league players are holding out? Yeah. Well... Isn't that insane? I understand a little bit of it. Uh, the hometown thing, I understand. So if you're from Langley, BC, and you get traded to Brandon, are you really going to go across the can or across the country? If Brand, like, say Brandon's not a great team, if they're having an off year, like that's a long way to go from home, just True. to play a little bit of hockey. But that's um, what you're there for. Yeah. You want to play the game. Yeah. If you're good enough, and that's you what think I you have get. a shot, and you want to get scouted, 
Yeah, I don't get Shut that. up and go play. I just want to go play. Right? I, they and got, it's a cool experience. Like, how many times are you ever going to say that you were in Brandon? Like, not many times you're ever going to have well, that opportunity. I don't opportunity. think you'd ever say it because right? you're not... It's you not, might it's say not a thing. Because you're upset, but... Right? Well, maybe. But, like, you can look back on it, and it's, it's another experience. I, I'm just... It's wild to me that there's... We're at the point now that there's junior hockey league players that are able to hold out, and we're just like, eh, all right. Well, they got their agents. They, they are young. I mean, they might have adult voices in their, oh, in, their in their ears and maybe just go to the hockey hounds every saturday oh my gosh <laughs> maybe their decisions aren't exactly theirs i shouldn't um, say the hockey i mean any rank i just picked the hockey hounds you can go to the moose the kimplex yeah don't want th- the hockey hounds themselves to think it's a shot no 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 just any any hockey rink the leisure center have you been in the leisure center recently it's uh, nice there is it apparently what happened i haven't been there in a long time like I'm assuming you would have been there before me because the Tigers were doing their uh, the preseason in there, weren't they? Yeah, well, they had some practices when the when we were out of well, the rink. Well, that was it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Nothing's really changed. Oh, I don't, huh. I don't know. maybe I, it was. It's been like six years in between since I've been to the Legion. Oh, well, a lot okay. changed. Anyway, supposed to be nice. Um, NHL wise, I'm done with WHL. I don't have much. We don't have much NHL. Winter Classic happened. It was like 12 degrees. Corey Perry took a long walk. Yeah, did you see the uh, edited video with the Czech Republic penalty song put behind no. Corey Perry's walk? <laughs> no, but I can picture it, and it's better than... <laughs> it is very yep. good. It is very good. Um, what else you got here? Jonas Corpusalo's out four to six weeks. Did you see Tort's rant? No. Okay, let me... I. I oh, <laughs> man. Is, you missed this one. We got I a little bit of NHL to talk about. Okay, so uh, Blue Jackets are playing the uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. As you do, as you do, right? NHL, a little, little interleague, uh, little interleague action, Inter- <laughs> interconference yeah. action, interconference action. So uh, I think it's tied three three or something in overtime, uh, with getting down to the last you know, twenty seconds or so. Okay. Um, there's a stoppage in play. Clock stops, then continues on for another second and a half, and then stops again, and. Columbus players are like, whoa, 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 why, 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 why? First of all, why? Second why? of all, second of all, why? And also third of all, the why? <laughs> Refs tell Torts, yeah, we're not going to change it. When we have the technology to change it, 100%, you could just say, hey, we can, look, oh, the time ran, yeah, let's go back. <laughs> right. Blue Jackets go on to score as the clock hits zero. Oh, no. Yeah, puck goes in maybe a millisecond or two after it hits zero. Oh, no. Waved off. Yeah. Go to a shootout. Tell First, me they lose. They lose. <laughs> First shot or second shot Chicago shooter, Corpusalo gets hurt out four to six weeks. Oh, no. So now they're on, they're, uh, they're relying on Elvis <laughs> Mer- Merzlikens. Yeah, to, yeah. Hey, man. That's a he former junior it. star right there. Is he? I, I think he was at the uh, World Juniors oh, once man. upon a time. So, you can see, and then Torts uh, comes to do a press conference, rants for a minute, and says, yeah. I'm not taking any questions, gets fined, I think, $20,000? Yeah. Oh, that's just Torts being Torts. That sucks, though. That's tough, though, especially, you know, I bring up a great point <laughs> in terms of uh, you have the technology to change it. True. I hate these friggin' rules that say, oh, it's not in the rule book that we can look at technology, so we're not gonna. Right. Right. Especially when it costs you a game and a goaltender. Yep. yep. Well, yeah, so. the goaltender is the thing, yeah. So uh, I mean, in any case, 
Uh, I guess the Jackets were rolling a little bit. Winners of seven of the last ten. They're playing pretty good hockey. Yeah. I mean, they're... But. Yeah, they're okay. Anyway, I don't know. It's just torts being torts. But I, that's a that's a tragic story is what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm done with NHL. Do you want to do NBA later? And I don't know if about... I really want to mention anything about the NBA. Well, that's really Colby's thing. Yeah, let's save Colby it for later. Colby gets a hard on for basketball. If we got time, I want to talk about what happened yesterday in the NFL. Okay, well, hold on. I was oh, just going to hammer out the NBA quick. Oh, sure, yeah. Andre Drummond might get traded. Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the commissioner died. Oh, yeah, There's sorry. The former commissioner uh, died. Yeah, poor one out. Well, that is actually really sad. That is. David um, Stern, one of the better commissioners of the league. Yeah. 77. Really like he, draft, he drafted a lot of guys. He brought a lot of guys into the NBA. He did well. Yeah. He He's, did well. He was he, a good commissioner. I think he was, wasn't he? Yep, I would say so. Um, that's really it. Okay. More next week when Colby's back. Sorry, sure. you NBA fans. Yeah, but, oh, uh, he, he wrote down a note. Magic forward Jonathan Isaac out a minimum of two months with a hyperextended knee. Well, everybody knows who Jonathan Isaac is. So. That could be my carpenter for all I know. Yeah. <laughs> that could be my plumber. So, uh, you NBA fans, tune in next week. <laughs> Horse racing fans, sorry, we still have nothing uh, for you, but... Well, oh, when, oh, when that comes around, though, you know I'm going to be splashing money on horse racing. We should have a segment when something happens. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I got support. Anyways, let's go into the NFA, uh, NFL. Yes. The Pats. Oof. Oof. Big oof. Yeah, that's a rip. Um, that's a massive rip. I don't know anything about NFL, but I know that was a big game. Yeah, like the Brady-Belichick era might be done. It might be done Until now. Until they win next year, though. Well, which is possible, which is <laughs> yeah. very possible. But it just... More so this year than any other year, they looked like they were just a step behind every other team, and Tennessee kind of proved it. Uh, Derrick Henry goes off for over a ha- 180 yards rushing. Um, kind of a fun tie-in. Titans coach, former Patriots linebacker Mike Vrabel. Oh. And when they were in Foxborough, the weather sucked. Guess what Mike Vrabel wore? What? A vest and a long sleeve shirt. Dude doesn't give a fuck. No, he doesn't. No, he was like, I'm not even cold. No, he, he said didn't even that. look cold. He said that. He said, I'm not even cold. Did he say he doesn't give a fuck? I don't know. That's probably what he looked like. That's what he looked like. I think he, he cares that uh, he beat the the Pats. It's true. It's true. Uh, Bills blow a 16-point lead, lose to the Texans in overtime in Houston as Kaimi Fairbairn hits a field goal. And uh, just that was, that was one of the better games of the weekend, I would say. That was uh, so, very entertaining. The last couple minutes of that Bills-Texans game was just ridiculous. I mean, Josh Allen doing very Buffalo Bills type things, like running for 20 yards with a minute left and then trying to lateral the ball to his tight end. Then his tight end just slaps the ball out of play, and you can't do that. That's a penalty. Anyway, um, yeah, Bills, go home. Just keep doing Buffalo things. Saints lose to the Vikings in probably the upset of Wild Card Weekend, 26-20 in overtime. Um, Kirk Cousins probably rock hard right now somewhere. Yeah. Sorry, you Vi- like that? Vikings won? Vikings won. So. Vikings are better than Saints. That, is what that means. Yeah, yeah, sense. no. So that happened, what was it, a couple years ago where the digs? The Minnesota Miracle. Yeah. Yeah. How many years ago was that? I think it was two. So Vikings have the Saints number. They must. Well. They must. I heard something, and this could be way off, so I probably even should have, shouldn't should put it out there, but I'm not that professional, so I'm going to put it out there. I think it was something like this was their first 
road win against a team above 500 all season? Who? The Vikings. Oh. Was against the Saints. I think that was their first road win against a team over 500. Well, you said it, so it has to be true. Well, it is now. I don't, I'm trying to think of it. And uh, <laughs> wrapped up wild card weekend, the Eagles losing at home to the Seattle Seahawks 16-9. to uh, Divisional round this coming weekend looks like so. Vikings and Niners will kick things off. Then Titans in Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Texans versus the Chiefs and Seahawks against the Packers at Lambeau. Um, do you want to make four picks there, Corey? Because you are an NFL expert. Yeah. Well, you're an insider. Yeah. I think that's what they. I mean, that's what your Twitter bio says. A, a fanalist. <laughs> a fanalist of the NFL. You are. You really are. Vikings, um, Niners. Who you got? Niners. Yeah, that's a, that's probably where I would go. Yep. Um, Titans and Ravens. Don't know that anyone's not going to take the Ravens. Yeah. Yep. Although, who knows? Tennessee's defense has been sneaky good this season. Maybe they have something in them. Uh, Texans in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Chiefs. It's very easy just to take all the favorites in these games. Uh, I do too, but I, I'm going to throw in a, an upset here. Seahawks and Packers? I'll take the Seahawks. Yeah, that one. I, I have to throw in an upset. Yeah, that else. one might not even be an upset, though. I think that's just a, that's a genuine coin flip game. Yeah. Seattle, good. Green Bay, good. But it's One in team's going to be gooder than the other. It's in Lambeau. It is in Lambeau. So... We'll see kind of how that shakes down. Um, some MLB notes while we've been gone. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays, Hyunjin Ryu time, four years, 80 mil. That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. Well, how old is he? 32? Yep. Don't know if it'll be worth it at 36, but hey. Um, Don't know if it'll be worth it by 33, but hey. I mean, it's a thing. <laughs> you had to sign somebody. Yeah. He's well, just, he's, he's he's just been got a best. lot of injury problems. Yeah, but he's he's been the best pitcher for the past two years, or one of. He's got yeah. some. He's got some good numbers. Yeah, he was. He was really good this year. A Thirty-two-year-old who pitched lights out in a contract year. Well, last year he pitched well too. Yeah, it's just the injury thing is hard for me to wrap my head around. Um, yeah. But you kind of had to sign someone. And if it works out, it'll be a, a brilliant move by Shapiro and Atkins. It will look good. Yeah, they needed pitching. They so. did. They did. They're actually starting to kind of build a rotation. Yeah, even if he's the two, three, four in, in three or four years, I mean, it's not bad. Kind of like Mark Burley really was. really expensive, but yeah. I, I, mine's a little hazy on how Mark Burley came in, but I thought Burley came in and was almost like a number one. Then as yeah. his career kind of winded down, he became back end. I think he was a little yeah. bit older than him. R.A. Dickey. Oh, God. One of the worst moves in Blue Jays history. R.A. Dickey. Well, Josh Trolley was the best Blue Jay of his time, <laughs> but it was definitely overshadowed by R.A. Dickey not being very good. Josh Trolley. Holy fuck. Did he ever hit above 220? No. No. And he came in to catch knuckleballs that he couldn't catch. <laughs> As a former catcher, does that drive you nuts? Yeah. Knuckleballs like, are hard. But like your personal, your personal job. Like catcher, your, your catcher. For the dude that only throws knuckleballs. So you should probably get a handle on catching them. Yeah, and you're not going to get a base hit in your next at bat. So you might as well That's just true. focus on catching the ball. That's true. That was like the pitcher spot coming up. Uh, it says here Josh Donaldson is holding out for over $110 million. Makes sense because he be, was in a contract. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice for one year. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's going to get that on a one-year deal. What but, would that be? Four? Uh, four or five, maybe. Five-year. Hard to say because he didn't sign for... 
that would almost equal like 35 mil a year. Yeah, no, that 30 mil a year a five. over four years would be 120. Um, five year might make sense. 2022. Yeah, I don't know that people are going to exactly want to pay him that much, but you know, and uh, the MLB rather is kind of crazy, so they no, might I could do see it. him doing five by 25, 17, or 18, like 19. Oh, really? Well, five by 25 would be yeah, 125. It would be, it would be so. So somewhere in the middle, well, he's is what getting you're older, me. right? He's yeah, he is. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's he produced this year. Let's put it that way. He I know produced the na- in Atlanta. The Nationals have been in on every third baseman. Yeah, because they got to replace Rendon. They might need one. Josh Donaldson might not actually be a bad fit there either. No. Yeah, I don't Did know. We that just might come work up out. with something right now. Oh, uh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I'm just thinking out loud. That's all we're doing. Just, just thinking out loud. Yeah. Uh, Dodgers are kicking tires on absolutely everybody because it's the off season and that's what the Dodgers do. Um, that includes Mookie Betts, Francisco Lindor. I'm sure they've talked about Nolan Arenado at some point. And another year, and they're still not world champions. So. Nope. Nope. Still not. So. But. Oh, Colby messaged us 27 minutes ago. Yeah. What do you say? Hey, uh, boys, how the pod going? <laughs> Sorry, can you read that again? Hey, you boys, how the pod going? <laughs> uh, some other signings. Uh, White Sox doing a lot of stuff. They have signed Edwin Ercanacion. They've done Dallas Keuchel, Gio Gonzalez, and Yasmani Grandal, as you are calling Colby as we speak. Colbs. Hang on. Am I there? Hey, boys. Hey, man. What's going on? Oh, he wants video. He wants to see Kolbs? Yeah, what's he doing? Hey, guys. There we go. Oh, there hey. he is. There's Lance. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. What are you doing? Not too much. Sit home now. Nice. Like, what, what were you up to tonight? Mm, just been at home now. <laughs> okay, cool, man. So we're talking about talking about MLB. We're just kind of wrapping up the pod. What uh, What are your thoughts on any MLB news lately? Um, did I not put anything in the notes there? Yeah, you got notes, but <laughs> we're asking for the true Colby, the true Colby thoughts. I don't have any other thoughts, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good, man. Thank you. Sorry, right, buddy. Thanks for that. Your connection sucks, so we're going to have to let you go. Okay, take care now. All right, see ya. <laughs> we'll just cut that part out. <laughs> no, that's staying in. That's good. That's uh, so. You guys heard it here first. There's not much to talk about in the MLB. No, Colby's. He made notes. He made notes, and then uh, didn't want to talk about them. But uh, yeah, we're getting to an exciting time now that the calendar's turned. We are almost into spring training, and uh, I like spring training because it's only ten months long. <laughs> it, is, it is aggressively long, isn't it? Like it is insanely long. Am I wrong? No. No. By the way, apparently, uh, the LA Angels are discussing a trade with Cleveland for right-hander Mike Clevenger. Cleveland doesn't want pitching anymore. Cleveland doesn't want a team. No, they're like, hey. (laughs) Can we just get rid of everybody? Yeah. Like they're not going to have anyone left at the rate so, they're going. Yeah. They'll Shane Justin Bieber. So for any of you guys that have seen Moneyball, when Billy Bean goes into the Cleveland offices and talks to Shapiro, and he's like, hey, what can I get? And Cleveland's like, yeah, we can't really give you anything. It's yep. the opposite now. It's the literal here, opposite. <laughs> about 17 years later. Yeah. Corey Kluber so, in Texas. Yeah. 
basically you walk into Cleveland's office and they're like, so here's what we're giving you. (laughs) And you can can give us what you want. To be fair, on this uh, Clevenger deal, they're asking for top prospect of the Angels, Joe Adele. Oh, that would be a very good prospect. That would be a good prospect. I don't know if Clevenger gets you that, but there might be more. Clevenger's pretty damn good. Yeah, but that'd be actually really good for the Angels. Angels need pitching. They do. So they might do it. I like, can see that. And Joe Adele, I think he's a center fielder. I'm not saying he can't move up to the to the wings in the outfield, but uh I think they I think the Angels have a center fielder. I can't really name him right now. Oh but, uh, man, he, I his think name they sounds ha- like a fish. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mike Salmon. Oh, love Tim <laughs> Salmon. My favorite first baseman. So actually, yeah, good uh good pull up there. That's, yeah. Um just some other quick stuff. Uh the twins think they're out on Josh Donaldson. Which is interesting for a team Don't that they just have wants Miguel Sano. Well, they just want guys that hit bombs, and Miguel Sano uh, also hits like a buck forty. So <laughs> I think they're looking for someone better. Uh, as Drupal Cabrera resigns a small deal with the Washington Nationals, so that's a thing. Um, There's your and, backup third baseman, just in case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nationals get Starlin Castro, um, which I guess might solve some of their problems because Starlin Castro can play the middle, so if he plays third base as well, bada-bing, bada-boom, you have a third baseman. Um, the Nationals also gave $8 million a year to Will Harris, relief pitcher that played for the Astros. That's yeah. a lot of money to give to a reliever. That's a, excuse me, that's a long deal. Three years for a reliever? Yeah, that's not bad. I think he's up there in age, though, isn't he? Where is he? I don't know. I think mid thir- or early 30s, rather. Yeah. But um, Anyway... That's about all we have today. We can loop back on uh, on the NBA. <laughs> the Lakers are rolling. <laughs> What's happening with uh, Jonathan Isaac? Oh, well, he's out, get this, a minimum of two months with a hyperextended knee. So what happened is I had this pipe that needed to be fixed, and I asked Jonathan <laughs> to come over. And so, uh, yeah, so he came over. It's Isaac's Carpentry, and uh, he also, he just does all kind of home renos. I have no fucking clue who Jonathan Isaac is. To be completely honest, I'm just going to guess he's a big basketball player. Yeah. Is that fair in, in assuming? Big basketball player? I don't player? know. Colby didn't include it in our notes, so we're kind of lost. Yeah, well, to be... To, to pull back the curtain a little bit, Colby's the reason why we have notes. Um, he, he looks forward to writing them up each and every week. And, and uh, we ask every week to say, hey, we can do it. And he's like, no, I'm doing it. Yep. And that's real conversations that happen that's every exactly week. how it goes. And if you ask him, don't ask him because exactly we told you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we um, told you. That's the truth. So anyway, first, uh, are you done? First episode of, yeah, uh, of just, the calendar year? Yeah, wanted to wrap up. I forgot to mention the Tigers have a busy schedule. That was one thing. I was trying to remember what I forgot. Um, Tuesday in Brandon, Wednesday in Winnipeg. Um, Winnipeg could be an interesting game if they're legit. I still think that yep. East Division sucks, but... Peyton Krebs is back, and now... Well, they've they've beaten Prince Albert a couple times now, Winnipeg. Yeah. They're, they might be the real deal. Remember they've when gotten, I said that Prince Albert was not good I don't remember that yeah I mean um, they've got Hughes Liam Hughes and goalie and he has been lights out True. and I think uh, yeah they might be the team to beat out east there they're becoming one uh, then the Tigers next home game comes back Friday uh, they actually have a home and home with Moose Jaw, Moose Jaw yeah. uh, in the Canalta Friday night in what used to be the crush can I don't know what it is now uh, Saturday in Moose Jaw yeah so uh, yeah, trade deadline on Friday. Things are going to get interesting. Um, obviously, I work for the Tigers, but I have not heard anything. Honestly, that um, is tragic. I, not saying that there isn't anything, but uh, you know, we um, just haven't heard nothing it, yet. It'll be interesting to see if you know we could use some additions, but also um, if 
Saturday rolls around and this is the team uh, that we're going with, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too upset. I think we got some growing to do, but we still got two months to do it. Yep. Yeah, I have a hunch that if nothing happens by Tuesday, that's it. Just because you're going to be taking to the, you're going to be taking the guys out to Brandon and Winnipeg, but still they'll be coming back Thursday home True. game Friday. True. Um, you know it'd be interesting if they traded everybody. If if in Brandon, <laughs> it'd be interesting if Braden Tracy just decided to switch locker rooms on Friday. Yeah, I'm just I've thought about that. Holy, I've thought anyway, about that. that well, is, Libor's I th- a brass. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think all 21 other teams are are interested in Braden Tracy. Yeah. So um, he's, oh, he's going to make nice, any team it? happy if he gets traded. But uh, I could also see Moose Jaw keeping him and, and, and looking to next year because he could very well be back as a 19. One so. final thought and then we'll shut up. Um, <laughs> with Braden Tracy. Now, this yeah. isn't just for the Tigers. This is just the league as a whole. What would you? What do you think the price has to be to get him? Well, it, hmm. I think he'll be back. It'd be tough to make the Anaheim squad because there is a lot of young youth there, and you're, tra- you know, he, he, young youth, young you youth. Say. Well, as opposed to the old youth, that ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like the like, young like, youth, yeah, the young youth, the Sam Steels, true, the yeah. you know, Zagres Zag- might even be there Zagris. next year. Um, so it'd be tough to make that lineup next year. So I think he's back. So I think you're buying for a year and a half right and that's how moose jaw is going to see it too yep so you're talking a couple first rounders top prospect maybe a couple b b level prospects and we had a good draft year this year we had a lot of high seconds true yeah we have saskatoon's first i mean i'm not saying it's going to happen but if we wanted it to happen we could make it happen could yeah and i think there's a lot of teams around the league they're going to look at uh braden tracy you Very know, closely over the next got, couple days. I see Kelowna's probably interested. Yep. Um, I'm going to say there's probably like a 90% chance he, he's moving. I don't know. But you could even see Edmonton. Yep. Like, holy, they have a lot of 18-year-olds that yep. you put Tracy in there. They're going to be dangerous this year. They're going to be dangerous next year. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, thanks for listening for uh, the uh, first pod episode in 2020 yeah that some, was nice got some big things planned yeah um let's was kind of talking about maybe a former tiger player maybe yeah yeah i ran into um a former tiger shane brown okay. um for those who uh may remember shane brown um so. if you don't well you might get reacquainted with him soon enough as uh, i was talking to him and just said y- you should come on here because he was on that team that went to the mem cup yeah. uh of course the infamous brennan bosch goal that was in the fog in double o- double overtime at the uh, old arena uh, he was a part of that team he was a part of the entire trip and so he's he, he has got a few stories about the different guys that are on that team which yeah. was uh it was a lot of fun just chatting with him so we'll try and get him on next little bit yeah tons of great stories for him so that might be a nice perspective to have on this pod yeah um also some good ideas with uh with starters coming up and uh yes definitely like we said some more experiences um but yeah we're gonna keep it up with the regular regular episodes and some specialty episodes but uh yeah we're we're happy with uh your guys's viewership and listenership listenership it's tough. Uh, it's tough coming from a TV world, my man. Uh, I'm looking at it. Camera. Uh. I know. It's okay. It's okay. Find us on Facebook at uh, On The Board Podcast. Very simple. All of the episodes, all the links are all in there. And uh, you can give us a like, share it with your friends, tell them that we're the best. For Corey Bacoskis, I'm Lance Stahl. Take it easy. 
Thanks for listening to On the Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on the board podcast. Yes. Yes.